0: You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the 3 for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather
1: Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So uh, ladies, a few weeks back, uh, you know, I took a road trip and uh, on that road trip, uh, we happened upon quite a few museums and such. And one of the places we went to was a uh, schoolhouse back in the 1800s, and it's always fun, of course, to tour and, and and see some of the pictures and information, and actually the curriculum, I was reading some of their paperwork, I, I couldn't even understand it, it was like another language, it was extremely, um, gosh, what's, what's the word, it, it was in a, it was so, um, well, it was advanced. That's what I want to say. I mean, I didn't learn that in school and I don't, I mean, it was just so amazing, but anyway, that's a little side note. So it was impressive about that. But what wasn't was again, 1800s, what was in the corner was a stool with the old famous dunce cap. And when I looked at that, it just brought such emotion to me of oh my gosh, you know, we see it sometimes, I think we maybe saw it in um, Little Rascals back in the day, maybe in a couple of cartoons or what have you. Certainly did not experience that in, in my own school growing up, but it just brought that whole subject of shame up and how damaging it is to shame someone, obviously in this case, you know, child, because that's where it starts. It starts in childhood. And to carry that burden then Through adolescence, through young adulthood, and here we are as adults. And I thought, and I really had to ponder that. I mean, we know that that's not right, and we don't do that anymore. And I I beg to
0: differ on that one because my best friend had to go through that with their math teacher, where he would put a cap on you and call you a donkey and made you sit in the corner.
1: Okay. Wow. And yeah, I didn't even imagine that was happening. But I want to explore with you both because okay, that still is happening then. So I would I just saw it as we don't do that anymore, the Dunce Cap. But what we do in society is we continue to shame, right? And mm-hmm. because shame gives us results. We we get compliance, we get what we want, which is, you know, either a person shuts up, they do what we need to do, or we believe they're going to excel. This is for their own good, right? So today I was thinking. I was thinking that, you know, one of our, we've got many, many versions of it, but right now in this day and age, what's playing out in the biggest role of shame right now is the do not vax or vax. And mostly, you know, we're using the word anti-vax. And I just started saying, gosh, we're surrounded, but there's no escaping it because our society only knows how to shame. And I really had to go back to myself, like, I've always battled with shame. You know, I, I I believe I was born with it, and it wasn't till you know really recently that I started chipping away at it, and I continue to work at it. But I wanted to know how you both have been affected by it, or if you think you haven't, maybe you've escaped it. I don't I don't even know how that's even possible, but it would be interesting to see you know your versions of what. And, 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 you know, go as personal or non-personal as you want. We you don't, you don't even have to go that deep because shame is so present. But has it stopped you? Has it has it scarred you? Has it made you into a person that you you are in a negative way or more positive? I mean, it'd be great if someone had a good shame story. I don't I don't know if those exist, but I'd love to hear what you both think about such things.
2: Well, I mean... As a recovering Catholic, of course, shame has been woven (laughs) into my (laughs) life, you know, and that wasn't even by my parents. That's just, you go to Sunday, you go to church, and if you actually pay attention to what they're reading, I remember being like eight years old and thinking that ain't right. Like, (laughs) what? I am that type of woman, you know? So you, you, yeah, shame's everywhere. And we have cancel culture. Which is our version of shame on you. Another shaming, absolutely. You know, Um, and I think I think it's understandable because I think when you're trying to control elements that scare you as a society, rather than be violent, shame seems to be the first step. If we can shame you into it, then we don't have to kill you because that's at the root of it, right? It's like if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to cause our annihilation. Is like the root of why you would ever want to shame someone. I don't have overt moments in my life. You know, I have amazing parents and they, they didn't employ that, but I grew up with a sense of other to begin with because I'm half Mexican, but you would never know that unless you saw my father because I'm, I'm, I appear as white completely. So, but I had this sense of other, right? I wasn't completely white. So, I was always more mindful of, even though we were totally accepted by our community in Kentucky, there was still this sense of, I'm not quite like them. Well, you know, part of me is considered to be not as desirable. And so, I would kind of police myself. And I wasn't ashamed of being Mexican at all, but it was this. Kind of derivative of shame, where it 's like I knew i didn 't quite fit in, so I guess what i 'm trying to say is I was never shamed by other people, but I developed this habit where i 'm overly editing myself i mean that 's where the perfectionism comes in right it, it, it just is this hydra head of that of like you 're trying to present yourself as as being the same as everybody else, and and I would use shame. I guess, if that's the right word, to keep myself in check. And so any little mistake I made, anything, that, I mean, I have things that I did when I was eight years old that I still cringe. And I was a child. If I saw a child do them, I wouldn't think twice. But for me, it's a way to cause my a little pinprick of emotional pain and kind of keep me on this weird straight and narrow. I don't know. I don't know. I think that answers all over the place because I think, Shame is there, but I can't pinpoint exactly from the outside who made me feel ashamed. I think it's just, I took that from how I saw society and I internalized it as shame. I don't know. It's a really good question though. Heather, what about you? I think that's a
1: great point to bring up is a lot, there may be a lot of us who know directly where it came from, but there's probably more of us that don't even realize the shame that was put upon us. We just adopted it. We received it and we lived it and we believed it. And it came, like you say, from all directions because people, not everyone's intending to shame you, but they shame with their language. And maybe Heather's got something to say about that, Heather. Yeah. For me on
0: my side, it's more direct. I, you know, inadvertently my parents did it, you know, whether it was not understanding the gifts that I had and, and just, yelling at me for something I said, or, or, um, I know this is going to trigger a lot of people (laughs) hurt your loins, but, um, you know, my, I remember sitting in the back seat of, um, of my dad's truck and my, my best friend was sitting in the front and he says it back there. Um, you know, she just doesn't look feminine enough, or he was talking about how I wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't feminine looking or I wasn't pretty enough. And he referred to me as it. So <laughs>
2: Angela's about to oh. launch. <laughs> oh, I had not heard that one before.
0: So I mean, and then there's the shame in that. So, you know, you 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 judge yourself on looks. And so there's this idea of that. And you know, I'm not the skinny straight young lady or, you know, I've always, I've always had curves. It, I didn't put on the weight until my late teens, early twenties is when I was like, no, I'm, I'm, that's a protection. So I just, I gained like a hundred pounds within a year and a half or so. So, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. Or people would make comments. Like when I would wear makeup, they were like, Oh, you should wear it more often. I was like, well, what do I look like before? She yeah. Thanks. Huh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Sure. So- <laughs> <laughs> like Thanks. So, I mean, it's, it's just stuff like that. A lot of people, it for me was looks and the way I thought or yeah. And then after after in my twenties, I just started going down the path of like, my motto was whatever, and I don't give two shits. So.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes. Okay. So we go back to, if we break down the dunce cap. Okay. So a teacher would make a child who a lot of times had learning disabilities. So they certainly couldn't even keep up.
0: Oh, and that's another thing. I had a learning disability
1: too. And I felt really completely dumb. Yeah. Right. And and you're treated like if it's your choice, you just don't want to learn, you're being lazy, what have you. Yeah. And that shame is supposed to make you want to do better. And if your capacity is just not there because you don't have the proper learning to help you understand, that's it. You know, you're, I mean, how, how can you continue on and with any kind of mindset of encouragement or of self esteem if you've been told you're an idiot, you're dumb and you're lazy and you just don't try? Yeah, I got that it's too. just mind blowing. Now that's intentional. And I see that, but there's so much of our language that is not even, I don't think we, well, I don't know. I say, I don't think, I think we just repeat it. Uh, recently I, I saw um, uh, a relative uh, with a, with a child and the little kid was, was starting to get upset over not getting something. And um, the relative had said, Oh, you're going to start crying. Everyone's going to see you now. Okay simple enough thing. We've probably all been told that, you know, in, in our, and, and maybe said that I'm sure, you know, I've said, said it to my daughter many times when she was little, but it really stopped me when I heard that. And I'm like, you would just put that now, here's a little dose of shame that if someone sees you crying or doing something, then that's a bad thing. And I really hit my root of why I worry so much about what other people think of me, what I do and say. And it really brought that little seed up. How, how just an innocent thing, you know, and, and, and the intention was, of course, let's stop make you make it a scene because it's embarrassing her or they don't want to hear it or whatever the case, I've got no time for it. And in that case, I, I kind of put it on ourselves. It is a laziness on the shamers part that I don't want to explain to you why this is probably not the best uh, behavior or that we can, we can act a different way, but we're not taught that we're taught to stop it immediately at all costs. We do it to our animals. Well, you, you know, know it, right? it's it's a bad dog, you're not God. you're not doing whatever. Hey, you know you're not bad my animals dog, get over here, you know. <laughs> to our dog. detriment, oh,
2: yeah. to our detriment. We have not done that to our animals.
0: Well, don't um, they push their face in like the you know, if they pee on the yes, floor or go yes, to the bathroom on the floor? Absolutely,
1: you... absolutely, you know. Um, yes, you've seen poor pups get hit and all kinds of things and expected to learn like an adult or like a a person, like a human, you know, Mm -hmm. and behave like a human. And so, and and, you know, dogs get shame, right? We we've seen pictures on the internet where they're like, who did this mess? And the little dog is dropping its eyes. It's dropping its gaze because it's, it's being shamed and it knows that disappointment. It's so it's something in all of us and even nature, maybe. I have a theory on that and
0: it's because of what Amujam um, um, said one time was, is that, you know, when, um, we don't want to sit in our uncomfortableness, okay. so we will push our agenda on people. Mm-hmm. So we don't feel uncomfortable and we, we don't want to feel like we're in the wrong. So I said, you know what, that is so true, especially with, you know, if whether you want to have, you want to get the vaccine or not, you know, You push back on people because you don't want to be uncomfortable. And in essence, we're just being selfish because we don't want to be uncomfortable and we don't want to sit in our uncomfortableness. We want to fix it now.
2: Yeah, I I would build on that. And I would say, you know, in addition to the uncomfortableness, that uncomfortableness is coming from fear. Yeah. It's like when I have moments where someone's behavior, I want to correct it. And whether I choose shame or not, it's like, why am I needing to correct somebody else? If I stop for a moment, I think, okay, why do I feel threatened? Because if I didn't feel threatened, if you don't feel threatened by something, you just don't live and let live. So for me, it's always, okay, why am I feeling threatened? Um, You know, I don't want to make this terribly political, but to bring it back to the vaccine, my husband who did get, we did get vaccinated because we were worried that he wouldn't be allowed to go into his own business if he didn't. And guess what? They just passed the ordinance where, you know, starting on November 4th, but it's going to start, we're going to start getting penalized because of course it's our fault if we suddenly can't force people to, <laughs> to show us their cards before they come into the business. But, um, the technically he would not be allowed to go into his own business if he wasn't vaccinated. Right. So there's a lot of fear. Cause to me, and again, I don't want to get down a political stamp, but to me that's civil liberties that are being violated there. Why? Because people are terrified about the health situation. I get that, but I don't think enough people are standing back and saying, okay, let's remove the fear so that I can at least see what your opinion is and not feel like I have to either, Completely endorse it or annihilate it. You know, I think people are just so keyed up, and that's where the shaming comes in as well. They're try- they're throwing everything at somebody's behavior that makes them fear they are going to be annihilated because that's what we've been indoctrinated in. Everybody's everybody's thoughts and opinions have been weaponized at this point. We're we're spun and triggered immediately if somebody thinks differently than us, and then it leads to the shame and. And sometimes worse, but um, for me, if I can get to the root of it, it's usually fear. And if I could oh, say, okay,
1: one hundred percent, yeah. I, I so got the old-fashioned. There's only fear and love, right? Aim <laughs> is not on the love side. I'll tell you yeah. that. You
2: know, <laughs> you know um, a quote that I've been. It's become my mantra this past week. It's from good old Ted Lasso: "Is uh, don't judge, but be curious." And so yeah, when I, like I see, that. yeah. Is it, -hmm. I love Ted Lasso. Um, So, and since adopting it, it's amazing how many times throughout the day I'm like, like going into judgment. I'm think, and I think of the quote. Okay, hold on, don't judge, but be curious. Why are they doing what they're doing? And especially if it's not something, if it's like a, a pop culture thing that you're just like rolling your eyes at, it's a really neat exercise to be like. Why are they doing that? I mean, I'm sure they didn't do that, wake up to do that just to insult me or to annoy me. What's behind it? And then you get lost in this like excitement about figuring out somebody out and you put the judgment aside. I'm now trying to do that with things that scare me as well.
1: I, I love that. And it makes me ask the question is do we have to judge first in order to shame? Can you do can you create shame on something if you're not judging it? So then it makes me feel like, I feel like you have to judge first in order yeah, to- right? Yeah, right? Because you're not so going to shame what you love. That goes hand in hand. And again, how we're taught from the get-go. We're shamed because we're judging that that is something bad, something we do not want to see, feel, or hear. Right. And because
2: it makes me think still of- a
1: cave. Right, well, just a simple act of driving down the street. You go on the freeway right now. And if you see someone pulled over the side with a cop behind him, it's already- They're being shamed. You know, they did something wrong. Oh, you got caught. Oh, you did whatever. You know, we identify easily. If someone honks a horn at someone else, oh, you know, oh, he's honking at him. Something wrong. We're judging. We're judging. You know, it's never anything good. We're judging that there must be something wrong because that's how we communicate. We get in trouble with the law. We get honked at. It's not because hello, have a good day, right? We're constantly seeing shame like out throughout the world. You know, and it's just so interesting when I thought about how much, you know, anyone yelling at someone, it's just constant. We, it triggers something inside and we know, ooh, you know, you got again, it's glad it's you, not me. You know, <laughs> But even if it doesn't
2: go to shame, what's interesting, what you're saying, Stephanie is making me think um, I might not go to shame, but I immediately in those situations that you mentioned, the honking, the sirens, I immediately look at it and think, whose side am I on? like it has anything to do with me (laughs) right (laughs) whose side am i on maybe might be the cop, might not (laughs) you have to make a decision is it a young punk (laughs) is it that kid that just cut me off you know but there's always this need and i think that's where my you know judgment is takes that form of okay whose side am i on
1: interesting
2: like why right like Can unless there's a wrong being it, right? perpetrated, you know, um, unless the somebody is not doing the right thing in that situation, it's like not my business. So, yeah, it just
1: everyday news, right? Whether it's celebrity news, political news, world oh, news, or shaming someone, no, but I mean, if you go to Facebook right now, you're gonna you're gonna know that. You know, there was that horrible tragedy, you know, in Houston, right? Where the all the kids got, oh, yeah. got stampeded from happened? a concert. We're shaming the people who had it, right? That they're terrible. They kept, you know, playing and this and that. So we always have public shaming going on. We got public shaming for every given thing. Then that's what the news does. It shows us that we're going to go to jail. If we do something wrong, we'll be canceled. We'll be called an anti this and anti that. We're constantly showing all the negative stuff in order to create shame, I'm like, oh, we don't want that to happen to me. You know, you know it just flashed in
0: my head, Stephanie, when you're talking that? about public shaming was all of a sudden it flashed in my head was um, back to the medieval days when they used to shame people and flog them out in the public. And this right. is in front of exact, everyone, mm-hmm.
1: right? Hangings yeah. were in front of everyone. The guillotine was in front of everyone, right? Stoning, yeah. all that was always in front of people to teach them you won't want to do this. oh the line. Or this yeah. is going to happen to you. You didn't do it in the back yeah. roads quietly and, you know, assassinate someone or punish them there. Public whippings, flogging or whatever that, right. like you public said, it was shaming. called, yeah. right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And we haven't gone much is, far from and, that. And we have it now. Not only do we, we don't do it in the public square so much anymore. Now we do it, you know, fully social media, newspaper, yeah. media, right. TV, always judging and shaming and judging, shame. but it's interesting because, I was thinking about that, but we've come so far in what we have. our tolerance is that we shame and then we move on. We shame and we move on, unless we don't. And those certain ones are the ones that just get elongated and, they, and we beat people to death with our words and our thoughts like, oh, you know, rotten hell and I hope you pay. Yeah. And so some of them really take us to the next level, where some people just like they get their beating, you know, virtual beating and then they move on. So um, what if it, what if it reaches to a point where everybody's just like
0: enough is enough already? It's going to get so bad that people are like, we need to make the stop. And that's what happens. The pendulum sways the other way.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we're yeah. Cause we, we need to swing right now. This, this whole council, you know, council culture, which is shaming yeah. is just so extreme. And I'm again, I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's but out I think, there.
2: I think that is the direct boomerang, the boomerang. The result of the for years Mm -hmm. when people would just say horrible things in the name of being funny or just really insensitive that people who were oppressed or in the minority who who they just weren't ever allowed to say, that's really insulting. Could you not? So it it was so bad the other way. Mm -hmm. And we are. We went crazy in the other direction that I agree with Heather. I think there has to be a correction, but I do think it was a necessary, because we're not, we're making progress, but we're not really as involved as we could be. If we were, we could have just been, Hey, let's take the appropriate measures to bring the, the pendulum in the middle so that everybody feels like they're being respected, you know, So we did go in the other extreme, but I think it will come back to the center. But I think it served a purpose because a lot of people would not have opened their eyes to their unconscious biases of which, I mean, when you start going down that rabbit hole, man, it's humbling. It's really humbling uh, when you realize how many you have. Everybody has them. And it's not that they're bad, but we have to be aware of them so that when we interact with others, they can have the respect and pleasant experience that we want to have. So I think it serves a purpose. I do think it'll come to the center to agree with Heather. Um, but I do think we're further along. I'm reading a book right now, it's, it's fiction, but it's set in like right around King Henry VIII in England. And the, the author does this amazing job of really painting that world. And you're like, wow it just did not matter unless you were white and a man like everything else is just so clear just the built in misogyny disrespect racism classism it's like we have come a long way but we can't rest on our laurels and shame was such a tool of the patriarchy or just anyarchy you know any any power structure it's such a great tool for them to use to keep us in line. I think it'll lose its grip as people become more sovereign.
1: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I wish that. I could fully agree with you. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I don't, I don't see it that Shame way right on right you, now.
2: Stephanie.
1: I know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I like to be positive. I really do. Of course. Um, but I think you know, as we talk about what we're not doing anymore, there's just so much what we're still doing, you know. And again, obviously, right now in the midst of this whole shot thing, which is just ridiculous, it was all right before the whole, you know, now the anti-vaxxers are the terrorists, and that word is used. Um, there before that was with the, the politics, you know, people had signs, and then other people would shame them, well, you know, depends on you on whose side you was on, and and to our defense as humans, as as these as civilians here in, in our Society, it's brought to us, you know, from outside, external, higher uh, authority figures that give it to us. They start the momentum of who we should be shaming. And so, to me, right, we're not stoning people to death anymore, but we're still trying to ruin lives with shame on any given day. I mean, and let me throw this at you because this is interesting. Oh, go ahead. Let let me ask you,
0: Stephanie, because you Uh say you just you just totally threw the accountability off our own selves and said the higher ups want us to feel this way. And that just totally negated any part that in the individual says. So where's, well, where's our part in it? Well, where's, our
1: part is it, it can, I, it, I think it can only come when we talk about like this and we recognize it, mm-hmm. but if you don't recognize your own shame, how can you possibly see what you're doing to cause it for someone else, right? Um, I don't think you can. I think you may think, oh, well, I don't call people names. I don't say, you know, a person, whether they're, you know, gay or lesbian. I I don't do that. But then again, you yell at your dog or you shame someone from wearing a short skirt or having tattoos. See, we're, we're calling it different things. So we're lying to ourselves, right? Until we recognize that anytime you're calling someone out, for not being good enough or being different or or you want them to feel bad for being who they are or thinking who they yeah. are, that's shame. And so that's why I say, Heather, you know, I mean, I know it's individual, but God bless us. How could we possibly get there if at day one, shame was already introduced, you know, be it parents, church, school, society, and it just grows employers, right? I mean, oh my God. I mean, that's on a soul level. If they want to wake up to that. And sometimes the soul doesn't, they want to experience soul, yeah, we need the contrast, but, it, but it stands for us to be able to realize it. When you see right. it more and more, we go, Oh my gosh, you know, public floggings are gone, but you know, now, now we're calling people, you know, all kinds of names, but let me throw this at you, which is still shame related, but spin it a little bit because this is, this happened to me and I'm not going to go into the whole scenario. It's just not important, but I had a situation, um, where I was highly offended. And, um, I thought this, this act was, um, very inappropriate. And so it was with a neighbor and I reached out and, um, let them know how I felt, And they supported me, um, that this whole thing was wrong. It was someone else had one of their guests had, had done this. And so, you know, the, the person supported me and I felt obviously good that they understood this was, you know, this is wrong but it was eating me up. It was eating me up. And I start going to, okay, um, am I mad? Because again, I felt disrespected. Mm, Okay. That kind of came and went. Did I take it personal? Certainly at first I did. And then I released it, but gosh, a week later, I'm still, every time I would see any of that, you know, the, the person visit or whatever, it would just come up again. And I thought, what what is it? I mean, I know you forgave and there was no trauma in it. And it could be a laughing story, you know, in a, another week, if you get over it, but you know what it hit was an interesting chord was that in the act that was done, the, the, you know, the behavior, I forgave it. Right. I didn't make a big deal. I, I just let the neighbor know how I felt. And, and again, it was supported and I apologized and everything was good, but because I turned the other cheek, I really feel I had a little shame and embarrassment in that I didn't like make a bigger deal out of it. I didn't stand strong and demand, you know, I don't know what. I didn't publicly shame. And I had shame for not making more of a big deal. Isn't that interesting? That was very, very interesting to me. I said, oh, my gosh, I think I feel bad. I feel, I feel embarrassed, which is shame, to tell anyone that I let someone get away with it. And there was no getting away with it. I handled it. In a way, I think is the way I want to handle things now. I don't want to be confrontational. I do not want to get my my peace rocked just because of ego. But yet, I felt like something deep inside that says, "Oh, you you let them get away with it, or you you know how, like wow, you know that's that's weak." So, a
2: boundary was crossed, mm-hmm. and the person who actually perpetrated that didn't actually apologize to you. It right. was it was right. a so I have a feeling right. it has to do with that. So. Yeah. And it's interesting because I had, um, uh, I adore my boss. He's like my older brother. Right. And for the first time, we just had a dust up. We, we you know, he said something that um, I totally disagreed with. It had to do with a project that I was working on. Now, long story. I don't want to get into it. I'm going to make it more confusing trying to paint it, but um, I couldn't let it go. I mean, thank God he went on vacation for two weeks. And I was like <laughs> ruminating in this, right? And then this is a person I know has my back, I know has ultimate respect for me. But I felt based on his comment that he didn't have my back in this one situation because it had to do with someone had a meltdown and they aimed it at me because they weren't, the, I can't get into it, HIPAA. Um, so I was sort of the subject of verbal abuse, which should not happen in the workplace. And I felt like my boss didn't have my back and I felt like I had um, abused verbally. So my boundary was crossed and he didn't have my back, even though I know ultimately he sighed. You know, it's like I could be logical about it, but ultimately that little, that boundary crossing wasn't addressed. And so it didn't matter that I processed it and that I was being professional and you know, I was ruminating and angry and I could not let it go until he finally, you know, we sat down and talked and we just, I said, okay, here's, here's how it looked from my perspective. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Of course, that's not how, you know, and I knew he didn't mean it that way. I knew we were trying to both handle a volatile person who was not in their right mind. And it, it just sort of like we were hit by the shrapnel. But to your point, Stephanie, I couldn't let it go. I mean, I was seething, for two weeks. That's half a month. What? I mean, come on. I'm supposed to be like lady wisdom and, and, and I can help you through anything. And I'm here pissed off. Um, and sometimes you just have to realize you're just in the mood to be angry.
1: There is, there,
2: it is not resolved for you because yes, you had a very, I think, smart way to handle it. You talk to your neighbor, but you didn't actually get to talk to the person who did it. And you may just not have closure. And until you do, your mind's going to go in all these like crazy revenge scenarios. And, and that's your way of sort of letting it peter out internally. I think it's natural. And I think it's better that you didn't do a drama confrontation, Oh, oh sure, but I, I think it's I think you didn't get the closure you needed because the actual person didn't apologize that they crossed your boundaries.
1: I know. I appreciate your scenario, your idea, because when he gave it to me and I pondered that the answer totally just came right like that. See, that's why it's great to have a sounding board, which is far deeper, which is far deeper, which Mm. is when I turned the other cheek, I didn't make a big deal. Right. We resolved it and I was unhappy. It wasn't that he didn't say sorry to me. It's what, because that's what my mom and dad always did. They let, I feel. they let people get away with things and never had confrontations, oh, never. Oh. And when I thought about that, that's something my mom and dad would have done. And I was always against that. It brought up that. So I see that. So um, that's deep, and, that's interesting. And, and, okay, and that's it, it shaming go. on your parents' part because
0: they yes. never handle it the way that you wanted them to. Yes,
1: yes. Absolutely. See, it's just so interesting how the chords go through and it's so shame related. And we just pass on these things until we understand it and look at it. And now maybe I can, I don't know if I'll still laugh at it, but the point is it's not going to be over me. And on a side note, just a little bit, not to get too much off topic. Um, I'm taking a, an eight week course on, um, uh, integrating and finding your peace. And I just Mm -hmm. love how the universe, because every week we discuss different topics and it's about how do we maintain our peace and the universe is just so awesome. I I told you my, my, my stories always come through people. So I had this happen, which rocks my peace. Right. And then I, you know, and it happened on a Tuesday, which is my class. And I go to class and I'm I'm mad in my head and we discuss things. And I just like, Oh my God, what a gift, you know, because it's hard to practice things without, having real opportunities to practice things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Take it out of the theoretical and get it into the practical. Um, I love that. Oh, you said something that I was, oh, oh well.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm thrilled that I got to the root of that because then that just dissolves. Go ahead.
2: That was it. Can you, to use the Ted Lasso quote, not judge your parents, but be curious as to why they did that. I'm sure you've thought okay, about absolutely. it, but, but you know, if you can, Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I've I've long understood. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. Because the the reason they did what they always did was because they didn't want any commotion, and they didn't want any shame on their own. They don't want to be again, they're always worried about what people were thinking about them. And so you don't make a fuss, you don't make you don't show behavior that's unbecoming, right? Yeah, you always show your best side, period. And so um, if you're going to yell at someone for doing something inappropriate or, you know, get nasty or God forbid any use any foul words or anything. No, I mean, that's going to be less than
2: I would not not have done well in your household, although (laughs) I was not allowed to cuss. I remember even what what did I say? I was in college. I think I told I said, oh, shut up. And my mother overheard her. Oh, shut up was like, a bad
1: word in our family. Oh, not say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We couldn't say <laughs> shut up.
2: Now I was in college. And now the other day, <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Or sometimes I was like, Mother. Because <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't, has no more F's to give. Because she is just like, <laughs> Good
1: for her. Yeah. Good for her. Um,
2: but yeah, that's funny. But it when keeps I you
1: from being your real? authentic self. And of course, growing up, then I saw that what their behavior was as weakness. I thought they were letting people get away with things, you know, and now if they would have discussed it, like, you know what, it's just not necessary to to lose my peace. If they would have understood that it's not boundaries are crossed. I choose peace over whatever. I saw them just choose not wanting to make a scene. not yeah. wanting, Well, it's a product know, right? of
0: their error, right? Yes. Yes. When you're the, when you're the minority in California and you're the product of the forties and fifties. No, you do not. You do not make waves.
1: Exactly. Heather. I'm sure that's a big part of it. You know, absolutely. And
2: you don't let your kids make waves because it'll get them killed. Right. You know, that's why.
1: But it's also, I think like for when I, when I think about how, you know, if my, if my kids were throwing a fit for the most part, I don't think they ever did, but I, whenever I hear kids like losing it in a store and, and the mom's just deal, you know, not doing anything or what have you, I always think oh, I would have take them outside because it's affecting everyone else, you know? And, and, you know, because again, it's, a you're showing you are not handling it. See, that goes back to that whole shame thing. So um, for them being worried about their kids, I think it too, it reflected upon them, right? I'm not a good mother. If my kids are, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, hoodlums all over the place and freaking out and not, not Juvenile following the rules. delinquents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That goes back to what, how much then we shame others, again, for our own self-perseverance, you know, not just because we are judging right or wrong. We're like scared of getting any attention and obviously negative attention ourselves. So you know, you push it away. You, you, you coerce that, that kid or that animal or that relative or that friend to sh- sh- you know, end it. Don't, don't make a scene. Yeah. All of the rules. Do you think embarrassment is the same as shame? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I don't, I, you, I would love to hear if you guys think it's not how you explain the two are different for me. If I'm embarrassed, it's because I feel shame. That's what comes up for me. Maybe it's something for you guys that's different. How, how would you explain it?
0: I don't yeah. know. Cause I would think back to it and I would uh-huh. think, you know, you're that teenager and you're like, Oh, my parents embarrass me. I don't want them right. around. Right. <laughs> so right. I guess that would be
1: ashamed of them. You're ashamed of who they are. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they're causing yeah, you like anger injustice.
2: and Fear and hate, like those are all like threads or gradations yes. yeah. along yes. the same thing. And I feel like shame and embarrassment are yes. sort of along the- sh-
1: It's a fear-based that you're not, yeah. your, your friends are going to judge you. Yeah. You'll be ostracized or they're going to come making fun of you. Oh, good God. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
2: I look like a fool. Well, what's the big deal if you look like a fool? Well, I'll be ostracized and I will die on a hill alone because I can't hunt. You know, that's like at the root of it all, right?
1: Right, exactly.
2: No one will ever love me. My seed will die or my, you know, my genetics will die. So
1: it's all based in fear. Absolutely. So yeah, I think I, th- I do. being accepted, not being loved. shame
2: and embarrassment are right. gradations of the same thing.
1: And that's so interesting because if you go back to, let's just go back again to that Dunce cap. Where in that says, you know, you're not going to be loved if you're not smart enough. How 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 does a child then gain the two? It's one thing like, okay, you're not going to go to college or I'm certainly not going to get an A on my test. How does it go to, I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be worthy. I'm not going to have friends.
2: Yeah. Well, because if you don't go to college, you won't get a job. If you don't have a job, you won't have money. You won't have a place to live. You won't be able to date. You won't be able to buy food. You're going to die alone. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it always goes back to dying alone, I do believe.
1: But a kid to know that at such a young age, we're we're
2: pack animals, right? I mean, and when you're a child, whether you understand it on a conscious level or not, your life depends on the acceptance of your family. That's true.
1: You're right. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need that acceptance. Yeah. Can't be on your own.
2: It's all about, yeah.
1: That's well, you know, I'm glad we don't have kids getting hit with rulers anymore or paddles or all that, but we still, you know, we can still do so much better. And, and I hope, you know, anyone listening to this could start looking at, gosh, how's my language? Is there anything in there that I'm inadvertently shaming others or myself, holding myself to unrealistic uh, expectations because I'm worried about shame. I'm worried about what other people think of me to my own detriment, right? My own imprisonment. Well, So what what steps can,
0: what steps can we do to recognize that? What are some of the things that you recommend, Stephanie?
1: Well, I, I think for one, for me, it would be be honest with myself. Number one, right? Uh, what am I? If, if what word scares me to admit that I am, then say it. Right? Act. Act in a what? Where do I find myself hiding? I need to then go out and show it. Be it, you mm-hmm. know, uh, represent my true self not be afraid and of course a year ago it started with just being able to talk you know through the yeah. internet to the world <laughs> and then writing a few words god forbid someone read my business right or my have thoughts, a comment right yeah and and so i am evolving and um and I, I thank you both and any listener and anyone that's ever read or listened to us because you're you're helping us heal in all different ways and all different um, formats. And, uh, I have great gratitude to that because that's extremely, extremely hard for me. So, you know, in the future, I don't know. I mean, I continue to unravel, but, um, I certainly appreciate the, the space.
0: What about you, Angela? Do you have any recommendations?
2: So for me, because I tend to go the more theoretical route, um, again, I, I look at where I'm afraid because it's always that I'm afraid and if I'm afraid that I'm somehow have believed that I'm cut off from source, because if you feel on those days where you just feel like you are one with everything where you, or, or at least you, you feel like God's got your back or your angels are there with you. There's nothing that can make you, you know, you're, you're more forgiving of others. You're more accepting of others because you don't need, you're not trying to get, Source and connection from outside of you—it comes from within, and you tapped into that. So, if I am really being really judgmental, and if I am being really um, just wanting to shame and put people in their place, which it's easy to get triggered. It's just—it's we've all been weaponized. It's so easy to get triggered uh, if you're watching the news or whatnot. I will—I um, will go in. I will start to remind myself I'm connected to source. Everything I need is there. There's more than enough for everyone. So if there is more than enough for everyone, I can be sovereign and I can let the person next to me be sovereign unless they are physically hurting someone, right? That's always the that's always the loophole. If yes, if you see someone hurting someone, it's not a live and let live situation. But if someone's letting their freak flag fly and it's not hurting anybody, it's just making you feel uncomfortable and wanting to shame them. Okay. Well, where am I afraid? Why do I feel this person's actions are going to annihilate me? And then I meditate or just command and decree that I am connected to source. So that might be a little airy fairy for people, but that is, if I'm being honest, that is what I do. What about you, Heather?
0: Um, For me, I'll take for an instance, like when I was, I was afraid of people judging me of giving Reiki out in public, like at a park. And I just went and did it. Like I got, I got to the point where it's like, no, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to do it. And if, if they want to judge me, that's on them and I don't need to take their power. So I went there and I did it. And I was like, you know what, let's do it. Let's do it out in front of everybody. I don't need to hide behind a bush to give somebody Reiki. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I went straight into it. Um, And what happened? Did the, did, you know, people come out Did people call your names? It was really hard to get the mental factor back of like, oh my God, are they looking at me? And I'm like, just like, nope, come back to center. We're here. We're focusing on the person in front of me. I don't care what they think because it's about me honoring my time with the person that's in front of me.
2: See, that's so interesting. So you automatically go to where you felt shame. I go to where I want to make others feel shame. And Stephanie, what what what, what side of the coin are you most, on? Are you feeling well, shame to, or used, giving shame? I used, to, I, used to, I used to
1: want to give the shame because I was feeling so much shame. Now that I understand my shame, um, I no longer worry about giving it to other people. I'm just trying to heal my own. I just like, mm. I just, I, I went from being external to internal. So it's just a constant work on myself and I've no, can't even deal with other people right now. You know. <laughs> I feel like when you recognize it to me, it's almost like, um, I, I feel like I become like, you know, the hole in the dam once, once you recognize these things in you and you trigger. So if I were to see something shaming, i I get ready for the whole, where is it going to spout out? Oh no, something old is going to be affecting me. And I have to go in, heal it, address it, you know, cause, cause I feel like it's, I'm aware it may come up. And and so I got to deal with it. So yeah, that's good though. Um, I guess that's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: You know what? You, when I get uncomfortable is when, like, I'm with somebody and they're having a disagreement with like a waitress or something. I mm-hmm. get really embarrassed. Oh, do you? And yeah, you I do. You. Why? Why are you doing? Why? Does this need to happen? Like, I. What's going on? Why? They didn't do anything like what's going on. And so I'll stop and I'll have to stop myself. And I kind of take a page out of your book, Angela. And it's just, you know what, this interaction is between them and I'm being the observer right now.
2: Mm, That's good. Neutral.
0: It has nothing to do with you. It has Mm. nothing to do with me. And then I also think about why am I feeling uncomfortable because it has nothing
1: to do with me. It's them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten better with it? When, Like if it were to happen again, do you, are you less triggered or you go directly to that? I just, feeling? I, I steer
0: myself to that uh, of, um, cause it happened also last night mm-hmm. I was with my parents and it was, it was just bananas. So
1: <laughs> it like, last night?
2: that's another episode.
0: <laughs> Here's said, our part why two? are you <laughs> getting angry at the hostess? Like what? And and he's like, I'm not, I'm just talking loud. Cause she can't hear me. And the hostess thinks that she's being berated. And I was just like, oh God, um, I was just like, okay, nope. Stepping back. This is it. This is energetic exchange between them. And I don't need to take on their energy because I feel uncomfortable. So,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Let them have it. Wish them peace in there and don't disrupt your own peace from right. that. Right. We insert ourselves and I hate, sometimes I hate that word when they say we insert ourselves. Cause sometimes I feel like, like some energy comes out and grabs you and pulls you in. You don't even have a, like, I didn't want to get there, but somehow I'm <laughs> absorbed into the situation. Right. And, um, I think sometimes I feel like I don't want to use the word victim, but sometimes I feel like, I guess it's a choice. We insert ourselves, but sometimes I feel like we don't have a choice. It's just, we get caught up in it.
2: Well, sometimes it is your place to be there. You know, yeah,
1: sometimes it is, but I mean, when you don't, it want is. It, you start And you sometimes it right. isn't, you know,
2: um, and you can feel it. You can feel when it's like, there have been times where people needed assistance and of course they went over. And then there are times where somebody else went over, and I thought, okay, it's not for me. I I I walked by and you know, because my instinct is always get out of the car, go walk over, do you know, help. But and there are times where it is supposed to be you, but there are times when it's not, and you have to honor that. It's not your lesson, it's not your place to be there.
1: That's yeah. So I was kind of saying, so if you've got these unresolved issues in you,
2: you won't be able to read the signs correctly. Right, you
1: start reacting instead yeah. of responding. It'd be just, just because you're blind to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like a tether, you know, energetic tether just, you know, attaches itself. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to feed my shame.
2: <laughs> Someday I want to go inside your head.
1: <laughs> I thought we were already there. Is the room. <laughs> <laughs> Heather what do you like to add
0: on our closing thoughts I think that's it for me I mean there's not much
1: there's airspace I would encourage, uh, <laughs> others to you know what is shame for each person you know have you ever even given it any thought and something you know perhaps explore uh, each person on their own it, there's certainly no correct definition for everybody it's what does shame mean to you is it Blockage? Is it, is it something that has too much uh, presence in your life? And, and how can you heal it? Now, and if
2: you, if you don't feel it, do you inflict it? Do yeah, you have the urge go, to inflict That's it? Right, right. Um, yeah, I think it's a useful, I think it's really good to sort of look over your life and see. Because I, I think for a lot of people like me, when we first started, I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't shame, but it, it is woven in. It's a little insidious. You don't realize it at first. And it saps a lot of energy it
1: out sure of people. Does. It really does.
0: I agree. All right, ladies, we like to thank the listeners for tuning into the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. Remember when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.